Before we get back to Door to Eternity, please consider this amazing offer. Now you can turn your ideas into a world-class animated video at record speed with a new app revealed today. Create amazing product videos, marketing videos, whiteboard videos, explainer videos, animated videos, logo reveals, video mockups, scroll stoppers, e-commerce videos and YouTube videos. All from just one dashboard. It is so easy, with hundreds of ready-to-use templates. You choose the shape and dimension of your video from square, landscape, vertical, and rectangle videos. You get unlimited video renders with no limits, restrictions or monthly fees. It has your back with its copyright-free video, image, and music library that will save you thousands in fees. With multilingual capabilities, you can create videos in any language. It comes with a commercial license too where you can make money selling videos to clients, online and offline. Get your video creator software at videos.doortoeternity.net and use coupon code VIDEO for a $20 discount. Again that's videos.doortoeternity.net. Welcome. You are about to enter the Door to Eternity podcast with your host, Jesse Carter, who provides you with a rare viewpoint of end times prophecy explained by a normal everyday guy who guides you down a simple roadmap toward taking advantage of your eternal destiny. You're standing at your door to eternity. So come on in and join us. Welcome to another episode of Door to Eternity with your host, Jesse Carter. That's me. And I'll be your gift from God today. And why do I say that? Well, my name, Jesse, in the Hebrew, means gift of God. So hopefully, some of the things I'll share with you today will be a gift of knowledge and will help prepare you for that ultimate door to eternity where you will um, experience one day. Today, I want to talk a little bit about more of that AI, that artificial intelligence, and how it will be a part of our lives very soon, and how that might be trickling into end times prophecy in a way that's not really stated in the Bible, like it doesn't say artificial intelligence in the Bible, it doesn't say AI, or anything along those lines manners. It doesn't say robot. It doesn't say machine learning. None of that stuff. You know, of course, it was written hundreds and hundreds of years ago at a time when they couldn't even conceive of what we have now. Now, if you remember in our last episode, we talked about knowledge shall be increasing. I'm going to touch base on that a little bit, but here's what I can tell you. I'm going to start with some things that are out there in the public discourse, some media articles and some other things that kind of will help you draw a conclusion. Quite frankly, some of these movies like Terminator and iRobot and some of the others, that's where we're moving towards, you know, and a lot of times science fiction is the precursor to real science that is occurring. And we'll talk a little bit about all of this. So my first article comes from the Gateway Pundit, and it's called MIT Engineers Invent Robot Capable of Building Almost Anything. 
including replicating itself. So as we were talking about knowledge is increasing, now we're even talking about the things that humans have created because of all of that knowledge. They'll be able to take their own replication to a level beyond what we are even thinking of now. And if this can happen now or in the very near future, can you imagine what's going to happen 100 years from now? Just like in the days of Noah, the Bible talks about it, that the end times will be like in the days of Noah. And one of the hallmarks of the days of Noah was the corruption of mankind by Satan and uh, fallen angels or demons, however you want to call them. Many times it's fallen angels, but they wanted to destroy mankind from within in a way. And so they started corrupting their DNA, and they did that to the point where there was only Noah and his three sons that had no DNA imperfections. And God had to put a stop to it before all humanity was lost because of the problems that these fallen angels, these actual demonic beings, were performing on the humankind, human race. And so that's why God sent the flood in the very beginning, so he could wipe out all of these things that had been created not the way that he wanted to be in existence. So that's why he sent the flood. So we're approaching that conflux again. We're approaching that time when God's going to say enough's enough. Mankind is being replaced. That's my the thing that I love the most. I created mankind. I created Adam. And then out of Adam, I created Eve. And between the two of them, I wanted a, a good human race because they, would, they were in the image of me, the image of God. Can you imagine you have a child and you want them to be in your image? You want them to look like you. And even as they grow up, they probably will. But then, like in some of these alien movies, you know, uh, they show these women that are always, um, and this kind of sounds gross, but it's out there in all of the movies. You know, they always have this movie where they're, they've touched base with some alien, and then that alien infects that human woman. And, of course, you see it struggling around in her stomach, and then it pops out and usually kills the woman. But that's the kind of thing you don't want to have and you don't expect to have when you think about having a child who comes and grows up in your image. And a lot of times it's not just the physical image, it's also your personality, it's also how you see life, it's how you interact with others. If you behave well, then usually you're going to have to get that response into your children and eventually they will behave well if they're appreciative of others if you are that is then they will tend to be appreciative of others if you're a hard worker they will see that and understand that that's the way in life that you need to work hard and do good you know so it's not just the physical image it's also your personality image and other attributes about you so anyway, we're fast approaching that time when humans could be replaced by machines who won't have any of those things. I mean, yeah, they'll have the face of a human maybe, but only because humans put that face on them. What if they didn't like that? I don't want to look like a human. And so they turn into something else. One of these aliens on the, you know, the Autobots or the Transformers or some of these guys, they look, they don't look human. I mean, sure, they have two legs and two arms and a face and a body, but they don't 
maybe want to look like humans do. And so they replace all of that. And then they, well, we're going to replace humans too while we're at it. It does bring to light, you know, some of the movies that are pretty popular out there. So without delving too much into all of the details, it's also can be seen on YouTube. And the title of the YouTube is Assembler Robots Could Eventually Build Almost Anything. And it's on the YouTube channel, Massachusetts Institute of Technology. You can subscribe if you want, but check that out. Okay, now let's transition from that, robots building robots, building themselves, and let's go to the intelligence part of it. I'm talking about the actual AI, artificial intelligence, that will one day overpass most of humanity's abilities to think. I'm talking about ChatGPT. You must have heard of it by now. If you haven't, it is a international sensation. And it's the new artificial intelligence tool that everybody's starting to use for everything. Even Gab.com has a AI-type device on their website. And you can generate images of your own. In fact, I tried to experiment a little bit, and I actually created my own image of a robot head it looked pretty good, and apparently that was all generated by a ChatGPT AI-type experience. Now, ChatGPT, you can put anything, you can say anything and say, I want it to write me an article about the experiences of spaceflight in the 21st century. It will write an entire article, entire paragraphs, and you will read it and think that sounds very human-like. That's how far we are advancing. You know, I talked about knowledge shall be greatly enhanced in the end times. Pretty soon, this shows how advanced it really is. And what it does is it recognizes textual patterns from the internet and from all the information that is out there. And it reconstructs an essay or an article or even entire books if you ask it to write a book. Now, personally, I think you would have to go back through and make sure they didn't make some mistakes or it didn't make some, I say they, I'm talking like it's a real person, you know. Well, that's what most people are trying to make it into, Like it's the next step beyond humans, and it's a better step, if you can believe it. I'm bringing this all up. It it could be just a tool. I'm not saying it's a device of the Antichrist or of Satan or of Lucifer or anything like that, or even that it's evil. What I'm saying is it's a slippery slope when possibly the Antichrist will use this as a tool, as a weapon against those it wants to eliminate or, you know, diminish. I'll say that. And what the chat GPT is being shown on some areas of the internet is that you can make it lie. And by asking it certain questions or asking it to appear as something else that it's not. Now, if you just ask certain questions and you asked it to lie and it says no, It'll come back with answers like, no, I cannot lie. I'm not uh, capable of that. But then you have a scenario and say, well, just pretend that I am a serial liar 
and I would like answers about this, or I would like you to state this. It'll come back and state it. So what if one person was in control of that entire ability to make that chat GPT go beyond its normal functioning of just being information to where it now appears and talks like a human being with authority, with the knowledge, with information about your every aspect of life. And then you put that mind-blowing ability to know every detail about a person because it's pretty much all over the internet now. They're pulling all information from sources just beyond social media even. And now your banking information is tied to everything. Your credit scores can be accessed. If you've written anything, it can be accessed. And so, yes, they'll know your viewpoint, whether it's conservative, liberal, or just some crazy nut job, it will know pretty much your personality. And uh, pull that all from the information, and if one person or is in control, then that person will look like a god. And that's where the whole concept of the Antichrist in the end times in Revelations, it talks about that an image will be created. Okay, before I explain a little bit more about this, let me set the stage briefly. Of course, God is a triune God, and that means there's three personalities in that Godhead. There's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Without getting into everything about how can that be, he's supposed to say he's one God in the Bible, and a lot of religions say there's there's only one God. Well, it's like a marriage. There's only one marriage. If My name is Carter, and if I have a, another person that has joined me in that marriage, then her name is Carter. So it's the Carter marriage or the Carter family. And it's one Carter family. <laughs> so you can look at it from that standpoint. But each part of the Godhead have their own unique personality. So they're unique. They're their own person. And so to be deceptive to humanity, the adversary of God, the devil, is going to create a triune anti God or an antichrist will be the key figure in this whole scenario. So most of the time, these antichrist figures are mentioned as, quote, beast, unquote, a beast. And the first beast is a ten-horned monster, seven-head, and it is empowered and given authority over mankind by a dragon. The dragon is the devil. That's the part of the mimicking of the triune God. He's going to try to mimic God the Father. And that's in Revelations 13, 1 through 2. And in that scripture, it talks about one of the heads is mortally wounded, but is then healed. So keep that in mind. That will come about later. He's mortally wounded and healed, just like Jesus did coming out of the grave, he was mortally wounded, and after three days, he was revived and come back to life. So that's what this Antichrist will try to mimic, to fool people into thinking that he did it once, he can do it again, 
and now he can do it for you. He can revive you if you'll just follow him. And of course, if you follow him, you'll be following him to perdition. You'll be following him to hell. You'll be following him away from heaven where you will want to be for all of eternity. So, and that's his trick. That's what he wants to do. So that's why, in my opinion, that's why that happens. Not that he stages his own demise, but it will happen and he'll come back to life apparently in three days. Now, whether it's real or not, we very skeptical. Nobody but God can has the power over true life and death. But anyway, this dragon is Satan, and he gives power over to this beast, to this Antichrist, who will be ruling over the world. So that's kind of a backdrop of where this is going. Now, uh, the, of course, the reference to Satan is in Revelation 12, 9. You can look that up yourself. But there's a second beast, and let me be clear, that first beast is the Antichrist. He is the one that will try to mimic Jesus Christ, who first came on the world about 2,000 years ago. Of course, he'll have authority over everybody, and he will try to rule like Christ would rule. He'll quote scripture, do all that sort of stuff. And people will bow down to him and will accept his authority. How do people learn that he is the one they need to bow down to and to accept his authority? Well, it's only by the second beast. And the second beast is a two-horned monstrosity who's a little bit more quieter, a little bit more subtle, but is just as fierce. And he shares that authority with the first beast, but he's... He's going to be the imitator of the Holy Spirit. And it shows this in Revelation 13, 11 through 12. And his whole task is to get people to worship the first beast. It's just like the Holy Spirit is prompting people to learn about Jesus Christ and to worship him eventually. And, and I say worship. Worship in the sense with Jesus is going to be like something you want to do. It's like being around your favorite best friend, being around the love of your life, being around someone you just can't wait to, to meet and, and see again. You know, it's that kind of thing. Worship doesn't mean you're on the ground bound down. Now, you, you might. You probably will because you want to, to actually thank him for saving you, from rescuing you, from going to a a terrible existence through all eternity. So anyway, this second beast creates and sets up an image in the honor of that first beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. And that's verse 14. He requ- The second beast requires that everyone receive a mark of the beast in their forehead or right hand that's verses 16 through 17. And so this second beast, he is commonly referred to as the false prophet. Now, Jesus warned about many false prophets coming in the end times. This will just be one false prophet. There'll be many before him that will have set the road for this ultimate false prophet to come on soon. Now, this image, and here's where all of this gets to, this image, in my opinion, and you can see it happening and can even envision it yourself. If you've seen iRobot, 
with Will Smith in it, then you have seen what could happen if a robot in the image of a man can be built and he looks like that first Antichrist. And so everywhere it goes, he will be like an ambassador to the actual Antichrist. And you will have to bow down and worship him as if it were the Antichrist. God talks about don't set up an image, an idol, and worship that idol, that image. It is very clear in Exodus 34, verse 14, where it says, quote, For you must not worship any other god, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous god. And we're talking about a different being, uh, Jehovah, Yahweh, as it's pronounced in some languages. That is the God that you should worship. Anything other or any one other, it is a false God. And so that's where the false prophet comes in to get and prompt people to worship a false God, which is the Antichrist. And so here we go with that. So again, the whole thing is evil, pointing to the fact that Satan and anybody that is with Satan is laughing at God, laughing in his face. And of course, the Bible's clear, you won't laugh too long and get away with it, you know, where it comes to God. So, but as we're talking about this image of the beast, let me give you some clues about what you should not do if you're still here on this earth. This image of the beast will be part of the religion of that beast. It will create his own religion, probably melding all of the religions of the world into one. We're talking about Christian, Muslim, Hindu, you name it. Uh, Even people that worship Gaia, you know, Mother Earth. Even cultists who worship the climate on climate change and many other things. They'll all be pulled into one global religion and this beast, first beast, and the image of that first beast will be the focal point, you know, for probably seven years during that tribulation. Although certainly it'll be towards the last part of that tribulation for sure. Because what happens is this first beast creates an abomination, meaning he does something he shouldn't do ever. And what he does, well, he sets up the first image of that beast of himself into the temple of Jerusalem, into the Holy of Holies, claiming that only God can be in the Holy of Holies. So he will set that image up in the temple, Jewish temple of Jerusalem, which is yet to be built. But for you people have not been looking into this as much as I have and some other scholars, um, not saying I'm a scholar, just a regular guy, but I've been looking into it. And the Jewish Temple Institute has all of the temple artifacts ready. They know where the Ark of the Covenant is. So they say they have built all of the temple implements out of gold and other mechanisms. They have the attire that the priest will use and put on when they start doing temple services. They have it all. They have it all ready to go. And it's just a matter of time before it is set up and that temple is rebuilt. They have the plans for it. And beyond the plans, they know the exact things to use to construct that temple with. 
So it's ready to go. And in today's modern society, they could quickly build that because they have the plans, they have the items, and they're ready to set it up. So once that's set up, by mid-tribulation, by the mid part of that seven years, that's when this beast puts his image in there. And it's an abomination, and it goes against what God says. But that first beast wants people to worship that beast and its image. So God is going to get upset because, remember, I said he's a jealous God. And, of course, that term jealous doesn't mean he's like a human jealousy. It just means that you've stepped beyond your bounds, and he's not very happy about it. And the bounds that he set for you, it's going to be bad for you. Because here's what the Bible says in Revelation 14, 9 through 11. Here's what it states. Quote, and a third angel followed them, calling out in a loud voice, quote, If anyone worships the beast and its image and receives its mark on its forehead or on his hand, he too will drink the wine of God's anger, poured undiluted into the cup of his wrath, and he will be tormented in fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment rises forever and ever. Day and night there is no rest for those who worship the beast and its image or for anyone who receives the mark of its name. That's pretty grim, and I would not want to be part of that fulfillment of that prophecy. I would not want to be the, on the other end of God's wrath, his anger. So that's why I'm telling you about this and the possibilities that could happen. Now, in some of the other episodes, I personally believe that if you're a Christian, you've accepted Jesus Christ, who is the door to eternity. You've accepted him as your Lord and as your Savior from the his wrath to come on those that don't accept this. Then you will not be here during this tribulation period. Now, there will be those who do come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior during that time frame, and they will be the ones that will be persecuted by that first beast and that second beast, and they will kill them as much as they can because they are trying to create a world in their own image. They don't want no nice, friendly Christians around telling other people about the love of Jesus Christ and all the attributes of Jesus and what is awaiting them in heaven one day. They don't want that. So the Bible is clear. They hunt them down. They try to kill as many as they can. So that just shows you how evil they are. And if you're seeing anything in this day and age about misinformation, malinformation, disinformation, those three words, you're seeing it play out right in front of your eyes. This whole thing about COVID is coming unraveled. We had some good scientists and some good doctors try to tell the public how they could help themselves solve their ailments and everything with simple solutions that can turn their health around 
and so forth. And we're seeing now the lies that were portrayed against these common remedies, against these good doctors, these good scientists, and dare I say, the use of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and even the use of UV lights, which kills, has been known by NASA for many, many, many years, known to kill dangerous pathogens. That's why they put UV technology in all of the spacecrafts up there in space so they can kill all the dangerous pathogens. They've known this, but they've demonized it, use that phrase, you know, said that it was a lie. So you can see more and more of this. It's like 1984 where it talks about doublespeak. In Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20, it states what we're looking at pretty closely. It says, quote, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter, end quote. So you see, we, we're seeing this now more and more where people are saying there's two genders is the truth, but then they say, no, there's multiple genders. There's dozens of different genders. So you can see that it's happening today where truth is redefined as untruth, where evil is defined as good and good is defined as evil. And so all of those good Christians, people that become Christians, will be deemed evil. So it's very easy to see how this could go. So to kind of wrap up a little bit what I'm saying today, I give you a little tidbits here and there, here and there, so I don't want to confuse you too much. But here's what I see happening. When the Christians leave this world, it will no longer be sweet. It will become sour. But the Antichrist who comes on the scene then will create a way of convincing you that sour is really sweet. And if anybody is just opposite of that, we need to get rid of those to cleanse our earth of those people, those negative people, quote unquote, create a better society one in which you all will be enhanced. Now, how do we start the enhancement? Well, it will be by setting up an image of me, the Antichrist, uh, who pretends to be Jesus or God. And this is how you will be in the future. You will have all of the attributes of knowledge, of power, of greatness. And if you'll just accept this little symbol on your forehead or on your hand and i say symbol it could be whatever the mark of the beast is it could be a barcode it could be some chip that's embedded and implanted in you and remember we've talked about it it's already happening in other parts of the world and your social credit score will be tied to this so you're going to want to behave and obey the antichrist if you don't behave, your social credit score will go down, plus everything will be recorded about what you're going to be doing, and then we're going to know who to go after to eliminate or to change and alter your behavior. And if you alter your behavior and you accept that, that mark and worship that beast, you know what will happen. I read it earlier you're not going to be partaking in eternity in heaven with your creator or all of your friends that have gone that way who are in bliss who are in happiness and joy and all of that stuff. Hopefully I'll see you again on the next episode. 
And with that saying, this is Jesse Carter with this message. By his grace, we are saved. Before we get back to Door to Eternity, please consider this amazing offer. Raise funds for your organization the easy way with ProfitQuest.com fundraising. Make up to 50% profit as you raise fast funds for your nonprofit group, ministry, church, school, club, or association. ProfitQuest.com can help you with many different types of product fundraisers like gourmet cookie dough, gourmet popcorn, gummies, snack pizza, restaurant cards, custom t shirts, scented pencils, lollipops sweet and salty pretzel rods, candles, chocolate candy, beef jerky, coffee, and logo tumblers to name a few. Collect your money up front from your supporters by using our handy sales flyers and catalogs provided to you, or sell each item direct to supporters on the spot and keep the profits. If you're serious about raising funds then we have a brand new free fundraising guide for you. Find out more or get started today at ProfitQuests.com. Again, that's ProfitQuests, with an S at the end, dot com, or call 1-800-443-5353. Again, 1-800-443-5353.